Welcome to week one of the Fantasy Goats podcast. Today we have Allie, Caleb, up guys, myself, and Tyler. Going on. All right, boys, let's get started with higher and lower. Uh, we're going to give you a player and their projection. You tell me if you're taking them to get more or less. Uh, let's start with quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins projecting 19. These are standard scoring leagues. Um, if you have points per completion, then you're weird. So you'll have to figure it out for yourself. Projected 19 points at home against Green Bay. That puts him at QB 15. Caleb, you like him to be higher or lower? I like higher in this one. A lot of people are down on Cousins because he's got a tough matchup against Green Bay, who was a pretty tough defense against the pass last year. But last time these teams played, Cousins went for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. He's got his full complement of weapons back this year and an offensive coordinator that wants to throw the ball. I like him higher. All right, Kyler Murray projecting at QB6. That seems a little aggressive to me. 22.2 points at home going against the Chiefs, although Chiefs defense. Allie, the shortest man in NFL history. Is he going higher for the first time in his life? Think lower this week. No, they started off strong last season, but... You know, he's got a lot of new guys out there. You know, Marquise Brown might show up, but I think they're more comfortable with the run game this week, so I'm not sure how many points Kyler's going to get. I'm going lower. All right. For myself, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson here. He's on the revenge tour. Let's ride back to Seattle, baby. Projecting 20.7 points. I'm going to go lower here for one very simple reason. I don't think he's going to need to do much. Uh, this isn't looking like a game that is going to be a problem for Denver. Um, Seattle's running Geno Smith out there. Geno Smith, I mean, he's all right. But, um, you know, they lost to the Steelers with Geno Smith at the helm last year. Um, I think the Broncos are going to probably get up early. They're going to want to run the ball. Their defense is going to be – isn't going to have any problems um, going up against the Seahawks, and I, I just think that it, it's going to be a coasting game for, for the Broncos. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he's also on a revenge tour, home against the Browns in Carolina, projecting 15.6 points only against his former team. Tyler, you going higher or lower? My boy's shaking bake. You got to go higher in this one. I mean, come on now. I mean, he's playing the Browns, and we know that the Browns suck in game one of every season. And you got Shake and Bake, he's healthy. He's healthy for once, and he's out here for blood. And he's got DJ Moore sitting back there, who I'm not not very high on, but DJ Moore can catch the ball, and he's got a quarterback now. And I think he's definitely going higher here. I think he's going over 300 yards. I'm going for it. And so I think for sure he's getting above that 15-point mark. All right. Well, don't lose faith at half because McCaffrey will be out by halftime and it'll be time to throw the ball, baby. Let's go to running back. I'm going to get the anchor started off here well. Uh, Damian Pierce projected 9.2 at home against Indianapolis. Again, I got to go lower here. Uh 
I know lots of leagues. Damian Pierce ended up climbing his way up into the top five rounds or maybe even higher. Um, I like him season long. I've got him in a few leagues where I could grab him at a decent value. But going up against the Colts, the Colts' defense was a beast last year. Their front seven is really solid. I know Darius, Shaq, Leonard is not going to play in this one. I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Colts going to coast here. They're going to do what they want. They're going to hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor, get Matt Ryan settled in. Um, they're going to possess the ball for a long time. I think the Texans are going to play catch-up here. Um, probably not going to be a game script that's going to let you, you know, hand the ball off 25, 30 times. Going to Miami, Raheem Mostert, home versus New England, projecting to get eight points as the backup. Caleb, you like them to go higher or lower? Yeah, I think lower for this one, guys. And the reason for that is, look, I'm bullish on Miami's offense as a whole, but it's just a case of there's only one football, and they got a lot of mouths to feed over there. You've got Gesicki, who's a huge red zone target. He'll probably eat up a lot of potential touchdowns that otherwise might be allocated to the running game. You brought in Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddles in his second year after, you know, kind of putting together a nice second half last year. I expect them to want to get him involved. And they brought in Chase Edmonds to be a number one back. And so I just don't think Mostert's going to get enough touches, not only this week, but just for the whole year. Um, to really be uh, an impactful player um, in any lineup. So I'm taking lower. All right. Going down to Dallas for the big Sunday night showdown. Tony Pollard projecting 8.1 at home against the Bucks this week. Again, on Sunday night. Tyler, you think the Dallas Cowboys' best running back who happens to be the backup is going to go higher or lower here? I'm telling you, he's going higher. And here's why. You got Dak Prescott. You've got the Cowboys offense. They're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be slinging it. And Zeke is going to be angry because Tony Pollard's going to be out there with all the receptions and all the yards. And don't don't question it. He's going to have a touchdown. And that alone will bring him above that mark. He's 100% going higher this week. All right, I'm going to double dip here on the running backs. Uh, Joe Mixon, 14.4 points at home against the Steelers. Um, I'm going to take him higher here. The guy's coming off a killer season. He he could be had in the fourth round in a lot of leagues last year. Um, just went nuts in a, in a Bengals offense that went nuts all year. Um, really came up big in the fantasy playoffs. Um, kind of stomped the Steelers last year um, in that 41-10 to game coming down the stretch. Um, the Steelers' defense, you know, it projects to maybe be a little better, especially against the run with Tyson Alualu back. Um, but again, I think this game script is going gonna, is gonna to be all mixing. Um, I don't think the Steelers are going to put up a ton of points. The Bengals' defense usually plays as better than the sum of its parts. It's at home. Um, I think they get up probably early while the Steelers are trying to figure everything out and you know can really just pound Mixon um, inside. I, I even like probably Pirine to probably get some touches in this game. Um, going to wide receiver, uh, back to Miami, Tyreek Hill, only projected to get 10.9 points this week against New England. 
Um, New England defense is pretty decent, but Caleb, you like him to get higher or lower there? I like him higher against a Patriots defense. Remember, there's no more Stephon Gilmore there, so they're going to be looking for that guy to go against the team's number one receiver. Um, Miami's got a ton of weapons, which we touched on earlier. I think Waddle's due for a big year. I think Gesicki will get a lot of touchdowns this year. Um, I Look, I understand Tua's kind of a question mark at this point, um, but when you think about Tyreek Hill, you think about home run potential, right? We all remember what he did with the Chiefs. I think he's got like three times as many 75-yard touchdowns as the second closest guy in the league since he since he came into the NFL. And for that reason, like I think you got to think he goes over here. Um, like I said, huge home run potential. They brought him in to be a difference maker. And I expect new head coach uh, Mike McDaniel to want to get the ball in his hands um, a lot right out of the gate and get him rolling. And look, when you think about Tyreek Hill, like what's what's Tyreek Hill's specialty? It's that 80-yard bomb that he takes to the house, right? All you need is one of those, and you're crushing this number. So I like him to go over in this one. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to say you can have easily a 10.9-point play, and you know you're in the money at that point. Um, Adam Thielen, again, home against Green Bay, only projected to get 8.2 points. We pro- we touched on this with Kirk Cousins that, you know, he might be in line to have a decent game. Tyler, are you going higher or lower? You got to put some respect on the boy's name, all right? This guy's been in the league. He knows his quarterback. He's a wide receiver, too. He's deadly in the red zone. He's 100% going over and I'll tell you what, his first game last year, he went for 22 points against the Cincinnati defense. And it's going to be no different with Green Bay here. And I'll tell you, every year that he's been healthy and he's played all his games, he's been a top 10 wide receiver. And that's just a matter of fact. He's going higher here. And I love my boy Thielen this week. Hey, it's always nice getting the line up across from JJ as people forget where you're at. Going to New York City, or wherever they play, Rashad Bateman projecting 8.3 points at the Jets. Alley in a kind of revamped but kind of similar offense. You going higher or lower? Hollywood's gone, and someone's got to step up to the plate here. J.K. Dobbins come back. I think they're going to be a little slow to the run game. So between Bateman and Andrews, I think they're going to be throwing a lot in that first half. Bateman gets a couple touchdowns, and you're well above that 8.3 projected. All right. And last but not least for the wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk projected 8.1. They're on the road in Chicago for this one. Caleb, this is your second wide receiver. You like him to go higher or lower? I'm going higher again here, guys. And the reason for that is, look, they're playing a Chicago team. That Bears defense is not what it was a few years ago. Um, We all know Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant offensive mind. He's going to find ways to get the ball in Ayuk's hands. And we started to see that a little bit at the end of last year as well, um, with him coming on strong down the stretch. Um, I think he's going to be a big red zone target. Look, they're going to want to get Trey Lance out of the pocket maybe get him on the move, use some of those crossing routes, and that's really what Ayuk does, you know, super well. Stack that on top with Kittle being questionable for this game, at least last I saw, um, and I expect Ayuk to get some looks in the red zone. 
Um, and I expect the the 49ers to be in the red zone a lot this game. Um, so so I like him to to go over eight um, in this one. Again, not tough with him getting touches. And, you know, we've heard in the offseason, Debo maybe saying he doesn't want to do some things in this offense. Maybe that's a chance for Mayuk um, to take over those touches as well. Uh, let's go to tight end. Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. Um, you know, he gives you that vibe of that girl from your hometown, you know, she's not the cutest, you know, but, uh, 2 a.m. rolls around, you know, she's going to pick up the phone. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, are they going to fall in love this week, Allie? Higher or lower? I'm going higher. I think they're going to, they're going to fall in love this week, you know. Too many unknowns out there in the wide receiver position at, at the Chiefs. You know, you got Juju new. You got, um, I mean, it's behind him, Sky Moore, question mark. I just think there's too much going on out in that wide receiver position. Not sure about the run game, so he's going to go with what he knows this week. It's going to be higher for Kelsey. I would have to agree with you there again and again on the road in Arizona, but the Arizona defense is uh, certainly nothing to write home about. Um, let's go to a game we haven't seen for yet, uh, Kyle Pitts, um, for a guy that's gone in the second or third round in pretty much every draft, um, maybe people are taking the bait, but they're home this weekend against the Saints, uh, only 7.9 points, Ty, can Pitts take us to the promised land this year, you going higher or lower? Let me tell you something. Now, Pitts threw me my league last year, and I despised the guy, all right? But let me also tell you something. He's got nobody. I mean, absolutely no one. He's the only target. Sure, you might have Drake London, but who knows? You got Marcus Mariota, very mid-quarterback, if we're being honest. But I believe that every target that he has that ball in the air, will be headed towards that big man, Pitts. And he had 110 targets last year, over 1,000 receptions, and you know why he costed a lot of rosters. Where were the touchdowns? I think he's going higher, and I think he's getting two touchdowns this week because he's going to be the only target. He's popping off. He's going, as much as I hate to say it, but I am starting him this week, so I got to. All right, got to give everybody a minute to hop on FanDuel, take the Kyle Pitts two-plus touchdowns, lock of the week right there. Again, that's going to be a tough matchup, too. Are the Falcons going to run the ball against the Saints defense? I can't imagine they will. Um, Let's go to some defenses. Um, I'm going to get back in the action here, kind of taking a double dip here. The Bengals' defense... Only projected to get 8.1 points at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I gotta think they're going higher here. The Pittsburgh offensive line is terrible. No matter how many times Tomlin yells at them, they're not going to get better because they've never been good. These are guys that weren't drafted high out of college. They weren't good somewhere else, and the Steelers picked them up. They're pretty much bums, and they've always been bums. The last guy we drafted was Kendrick Green, whose uh, highest accolade was uh, he's strong, which I, I, I thought that everybody in the NFL was strong, so I'm not sure what that was about. They're going to get after the quarterback. Mitch Trubisky, 
I think he's a solid player, but it takes a lot more than a solid player to pass um, with that little amount of time. He's trying to connect with a lot of new weapons. Um, Deontay Johnson's banged up. Chase Claypool, who knows what's going to happen with him. George Pickens looked good, um, but still remains to be seen what he's going to do with a, with a first-team defense out there. Um, I like them to go higher, and I think they could go way higher than 8.1 points at home against the Steelers. Uh, the Ravens defense projected 8.8 points against the New York Jets. Allie, you like them to go higher or lower there? lower I mean I agree with you on the Bengals defense going higher than 8.1 but I can't see the Ravens going out there against the you know they're going against a veteran quarterback right Joe Flacco's in this week for Zach Wilson and you know they're just Ravens Ravens uh secondary last year struggled I think with the with the secondary like that you're not going to be getting 8.1 points getting touchdowns scored on you so I'm going lower on the Ravens this week Flacco, another guy on the revenge tour. I don't know if it counts since he's like 46 at this point, but can't imagine he's going to be turning the ball over a lot. Um, let's switch gears. Uh, let's do a segment called Show Me the Money. Uh, this is a guy you're not feeling too good about putting it out there on Sunday until, until you see some production from him. Caleb, uh, what guy needs to show you the money? Yeah, for me, guys, it's Devin Singletary. Look, the Bills' offense looked incredible on Thursday. They basically marched up and down the field at will uh, against a Rams defense that, frankly, looks old and worn out from that Super Bowl run last year. Um, the reason I can't feel good about starting Singletary is, number one, you've got Josh Allen at quarterback who eats up a ton of carries um, and also, in particular, red zone carries, right? So you're you're at risk of kind of giving away some touchdowns there. The other thing is, uh, and you saw this on Thursday, is Buffalo looks like a team that's really going to do running back by committee, right? You saw Singletary get some touches, and he didn't have a a, a, a bad game. Um, but you mix in Zach Moss, they've got a new guy, James Jones, um, who fumbled on his first carry, but was ultimately brought back into the game. James Cook, um, I think, right? James Cook, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, so look, I just, I, I think there's just not enough opportunities there for Singletary to, to really slot into one of those running back positions, right? And I may have to rethink that because I'd drafted Singletary and now it looks like Cam Akers is going to be running back number 17 for the Rams so maybe I will have to play him but um certainly don't feel good about it especially you know in a Bills offense that that Josh Allen is expected to do so much yeah I couldn't agree more with you there like you said they marched up and down the field but yet the production for him just wasn't there so if they're moving the ball like that and he's not getting you points you know when are these points gonna gonna get there um, I'm going to go even a little higher on the, uh, on the draft board there. I'm going to go in and go with Josh Jacobs. Um, this guy didn't get an extension. I don't think the Raiders think he's the guy. Nobody knows if he thinks he's the guy. Um, they got Zamir White, who they might end up feeding in the red zone, um, take some touchdowns there, but moreover with this offense, I just don't know that we know what, what it's going to look like. Um, Derek Carr is pretty famous for dropping back and seeing where Waller is and figuring, all right, um, you know, you got Devontae Adams there. 
they play in the AFC West, which is going to be, you know, a lot of passing, probably a few 80 to 100 point games just in that conference. Um, they're going to pass the ball a lot. I want to believe Josh Jacobs is the guy. I have him in a couple leagues. Um, I, I'm kind of long on him for the season, but for right now, I don't feel good um, putting him out there until I see, you know, what he can do and what their offense as a whole can do. Tyler, uh, tell me a guy that needs to show you the money. Man, I'll tell you who it is, and it's the slant god out of New Orleans, man. I'm telling you, I well, I couldn't tell you the last time he played, and that's the issue. And when he played, he didn't have the quarterback that's currently going to be throwing him the ball, and that's another issue. And also, when you have Jameis, who can throw the ball, don't get me wrong, but he came out and said that Jarvis Landry was his favorite target. And so you've got weapons at the wide receiver. Um, and Michael Thomas, I just don't know where he's going to fit. He's got he's got potential. We've seen it. But it's been too long ago. And I know that you don't got to start him. So I, I would say don't start him this week. See, what, see how he produces. See what the offense looks like and go from there. Yeah, he, I mean, he seems like one of those guys you just got to actually see on the field when the ball's snapped at this point. I mean, the guy was drafted, what, second round last year, and he never played a down. So, I mean, you can't even guarantee you that this guy's going to see the field this year. Allie, somebody that needs to show you the money. Travis Etienne's the guy I think I need to see some more from before starting him. You know, I picked him up in a couple leagues late because he was still available, and it's like, hey, I did not pick up an RB1 that late, but just hasn't proven himself in the NFL yet. It's kind of a wild card, so going with Travis Etienne this year with the new coach. Yeah, I have to agree with J-Rob, you know, coming back from injury, too. There's no telling how those those guys are going to interface. Um, all right, so it's getting to crunch time on Sunday. You're looking at your roster. You picked up Jay Taylor. You thought it was Jonathan Taylor. But it's J.J. Taylor. He's on the Patriots practice squad. You were an Allen Robinson truther on Thursday night. You're down 35. Out of options. You gotta throw a Hail Mary, Jamarcus Russell style. We gotta throw a dart at the board. And if we gotta do it, I'm going for MVS. Um, this is the game with the highest point total. Um, this this week in Arizona, two defenses that are terrible. I mean, this game could seriously probably go over a hundred, um, depending what happens. I would think eighty is is more than doable. Um, MVS is, you know, kind of a throw at the dartboard. Regardless, I mean, he's got to catch a sixty yard touchdown for you to feel like you didn't get shafted, um, but. Against uh, a Cardinals secondary that's not that good, um, Mahomes is is shy on targets, especially deep targets. Um, you know, it's not like Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be 50 yards downfield looking for the ball. Um, if he wants to go deep, it's probably going to be MVS. Um, I think MVS could easily go for two scores here in this game. Um, we know how the Chiefs like to do it. They get the ball back, you know, one or two plays they're looking downfield. Um, for that home run. Um, I'm not saying you should play MVS, but if you need that home run um, and you got nobody left, that's who I would go to. 
Caleb, uh, you you kind of almost on the same page there? Yeah, I think so, right? I think for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, I like Juju Smith-Schuster in that, that Chiefs offense this week, right? They're going against a Cardinals defense that's not very good at all and particularly very bad against the pass. I think they were the 32nd-ranked pass defense last year. Um, you know, you've got Mahomes there. You've got Kelsey uh, but you're really missing that deep threat target at the wide receiver position that Tyreek Hill filled last year. Um, and most people, I think, forget that, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster for the last two seasons or so has been kind of morphed into more of a possession receiver, right? But early in his career with Pittsburgh, when he had a healthy Ben Roethlisberger throwing him the ball, he was a legitimate deep threat in the NFL. Um, you know, he had a couple thousand yard seasons. Uh, he's a bigger guy, so you'll still get some of those red zone targets when when everything's down there packed in nice and tight. Um, look, I think if you need a, a big day from the wide receiver position, you throw Juju Smith-Schuster in there, maybe he gets a long one, maybe he gets a couple red zone targets, you get lucky, he puts up a multiple score game and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. But um, yeah, that that's sort of my, he's my my home run pick this week. All right, Allie, who are you throwing up a dart at for a Hail Mary here? I'm throwing to Chase Claypool. You know, he's got the height. He can jump. He can show it a couple times last couple seasons that he can make that big play when it's the end of the day. But his his clock management skills got us a couple times last year, so we're hoping that throw is in the end zone when he catches it because you don't want to be celebrating with 10 seconds left and, and losing the game. So I'm throwing to him as long as we're in the end zone with with some of those catches he was making, especially two years ago. No, last year, Ben wasn't the healthiest. They didn't have the best offensive line. So didn't really have a ton of time to get all the way up the field. But I think with a younger quarterback that can move around a little bit more, I'm throwing to Chase. Yeah, people forget the 2020 performance from, from Claypool with all that touchdown upside, you know, a couple multiple touchdown games. So it could happen. He could get back to back to his old form. Tyler, your Hail Mary play this week. We got to go to the Tennessee Giants game. And if you haven't had someone in your league pick them up yet, go get them. Traylon Burks, the wide receiver, too, at Tennessee. He is a 6'2", 225-pounder monster. Now, I'll tell you what. He's going to be looking. Ryan Tannehill is going to drop back. He's going to hand off the ball, right, over and over and over. So that, that Giants defense is going to be focusing that run and as soon as he runs that play action and Traylon Burks is running down the field, he's going to send that sucker and Traylon Burks is going to catch it. And I'll tell you what, he's going to take it to the house. He's absolutely going to be a stud for this team, and I believe that he is a best Hail Mary, Hail Mary pick here. All right. Well, that's all we had prepared for today. Uh, week one of the NFL is upon us. Um impossible to be too excited about that um tomorrow at this time we'll be getting ready for kickoff loading up on some pizza some chili maybe some mountain dew uh good luck in your week one matchups and we will see you next week for the recap cheers boys